All right, all right. Welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. I'll be your host today. <clears throat> I just want to quickly go ahead and thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank our sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show. And thank our fans out there who have put insight um, into some of the show topics. Today's show, we are actually talking about week 11 of the NFL season. Um, so let us go ahead and jump into it. Um, that is our traditional show where we go into each game and kind of talk a little bit about each contest so first up in uh, week 11 here we're reviewing the arizona cardinals versus the seattle seahawks 28 to 21 the seattle seahawks win this football game and kind of get back on track there after some tough games here Uh, the story here is wilson throws for two touchdowns here and then also to a a good day on the ground for carlos hyde here Um, you know the club had been missing chris carson here and they were able to run the football well and then also to russell wilson was uh, also able to not throw any interceptions in this one so um most people thought it was going to be an up and down contest it it was for the most part uh, with seattle coming out here on top 28 to 21 and now they're seven and three here first in the nfc west and that moves arizona to third at six and four next up you have the philadelphia eagles versus the cleveland browns here uh, 22 to 17, the Cleveland Browns win. <clears throat> um, more importantly, here Cleveland's record. Um, they are quietly seven and three at this point in time, and the Eagles move to three, six, and one. And once again, Carson Wentz struggles here. Two TDs, but did have the two INTs and also had the five sacks. Was really the story of the game. Um, you look at Nick Chubbs had another terrific game, 20 rushes, 114 on the ground there as Cleveland's defense shows up yet again. Um, and they're able to run the football, take pressure off of Baker Mayfield and continue to go ahead and uh, put pressure here in the AFC North as Cleveland is 7-3. And once again, the Eagles 3-6-1, but they are still in the NFC East hunt. Next up, you have the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints here. Story coming into this one was how good would Tyson Hill be? And Tyson Hill showed that he was pretty good here. 233 total yards, uh, three sacks, zero touchdowns, zero INTs here. But he did have two scores on the ground, 10 rushes for 49 yards here. And he was able to get Michael Thompson going with the nine receptions for 104 yards there. Um, you know, Michael Thompson's the uh, one of the top receivers here in the NFL has really been struggling here with injuries and other things like that. But uh, Tyson Hill able to get him going <clears throat> on the other side of the ball. Not too much going here for Atlanta as they continue to struggle they are now three and seven, third in the NFC North. New Orleans is eight and two, top in the NFC South. And that is pretty much the ball game there. Next up is the Washington football team versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Washington wins 20 to nine. Uh, the key thing here is that uh, the top pick here, Joe Burrow, injures his left knee, um, torn ligaments in that knee does not return is out for the rest of the season and this is a big blow for cincinnati as this is going to now put pressure um on the team actually to perform 
Um, now that they don't have Joe Burrow, Ryan Finley did not play very well stepping into that role for them. Um, the pass catchers who have been pretty good here for Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, uh, T. Higgins, those guys are probably expected to struggle here um, if you're looking at them from a fantasy standpoint now that Joe Burrow is gone. On the other side of the football, Alex Smith gets his uh, first win, I believe, um, of the season, maybe first or second win. We'll check that. 166, a touchdown in the INT there, two sacks. But the rookie Antonio Gibson, 16 rushes, 94 yards, and a touchdown on the ground there. Um, as you know here, he's one of the budding rookies here of this class and has been really, really good. Uh, starting to show that he is uh, definitely going to be a stellar player in this league. Washington 3-7 and seven, and Cincinnati now 2-7-1. and seven and one. They're fourth in the AFC North. Next up here. We go on to the Carolina Panthers and Detroit Lions here in a blowout, 20-0 here. Uh, the key to this football game is the fact that uh, there was no Teddy Bridgewater, um, but still P.J. Walker able to put up a score, 258, did have two picks in this one. Um, a Mike Davis sighting, 19 rushes, 64 yards there as they're still without Ed McCaffrey due to a shoulder injury. DJ Moore had a big one, seven for 127. And Curtis Samuels continues to be hot here. Eight receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown here as the Detroit Lions uh, continue to struggle when you look at things here. Uh, they're now four and six, fourth in the NFC North, and in the Carolina Panthers here, four and seven, fourth in the NFC South. Next up here, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Um, in this one, just the Pittsburgh Steelers continue to do what they do, which is win football games. They went 27 to three, first in the AFC North, 10 and 0 here um, against a Jacksonville team that is really struggling here at one and nine. And when you look at this statistically, Ben Roethlisberger was okay, 267, two touchdowns on INT. James Conner, 13 rushes, 89 yards there. Um, you look at uh, the rookie Chase Claypool, four receptions, 59 and a touchdown. Eric Ingram's 436 and a touchdown there for him. And Dante Johnson uh, showing 12 receptions, 111, zero touchdowns. Looked really good here. Um, on the other side of the ball, you have to be rooting here for uh, James Robinson, who had 17 rushes, 73 yards, not a touchdown, but did also have two for 21 yards here. Um, no scores, but the thing about him is he is an undrafted rookie free agent here who has essentially made it, um, who essentially made Leonard Fournette expandable or expendable here in the offseason. And that's just what Jacksonville did by letting him go. And uh, he showed up well. You know, if you have him in your fantasy football league, you definitely are pleased with his performance here. But unfortunately, the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team have been absolutely terrible. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens here, which actually went into overtime here. And none other than Derrick Henry's TD run in OT, which lifts the Titans over the skinning Ravens here, 30 to 24. The Titans now seven and three, first in the AFC South against Baltimore, who is six and four, third in the AFC North. Um, 
looking at this one, this was a back and forth contest here. Ryan Tannehill, 259, two touchdowns and INT. Uh, Derrick Henry, again, just coming on late, 28 rushes, 133 and a touchdown there. Uh, Corey Davis, a terrific game, five receptions, 113. A.J. Brown, four for 62 and a touchdown there. And Jonah Smith, four for 20 and a touchdown on his end. Um you look at it, Lamar Jackson, only 186, a touchdown, an INT, and a sack for him. J.K. Dobbins finds the end zone for 15 for 70 here in this one. And uh, Mark Andrews, 5 for 96, and a touchdown for him. Uh, was the best thing that the... Um, the best thing here that the Ravens had is, as far as uh, receiving is concerned is they really struggled to kind of get the ball down the field here. And, um, you know, this is a situation here where the Ravens have had some tough losses here and the Titans just continue to win. And, you know, it is looking for sure like the Titans made the right decision here by signing Tannehill long term here and having him go ahead and be the starter. And he's looked excellent here throughout the season and uh, just kind of scrolling through here looking at our next couple of games here and you know that's another thing we are going to do as well as we're going to uh, talk about the uh, fantasy football games and things like that here just kind of getting back into the scores here in week 11 all right and then so our next game here that we wanted to take a look at here was going to be the Houston Texans against the New England Patriots here. The Texans have been surging as of late. They have won uh, the last couple ball games. They win this one 27 to 20. More importantly, Deshaun Watson has been on fire lately. He had um, 344, two touchdowns, no INT, zero sacks here. And he had six for 36 on the ground and a touchdown there. Brandon Cooks, four for 85. Um, Jordan Akins, five for 83. And Will Fuller, six for 80 there. Um, Randall Cobb had a touchdown. And then you also have Kiki uh, Kuti, who had a touchdown as well. Um, on the other side of things, Cam Newton, 365 and a touchdown, no INTs here. But uh, again, New England does uh, end up struggling here and taking the loss here um, once more. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins versus the Denver Broncos here. The Denver Broncos win 20 to 13 here. Um, which was a surprise. I thought that Miami would win this football game, especially since they've been surging here with Tua. But Denver getting it done at uh, four and six, third in the AFC West here. Miami falls to six and four. They are now second in the AFC East. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick does come in in this one, uh, one seventeen and an INT there. Um, Drew Luck, 270, no touchdowns, and INT. Melvin Gordon had 15 rushes for 84 and two touchdowns there. Philip Lindsay had 16 rushes for 82 yards. And Tim Patrick, five receptions, 119 in the air, had a good one there. Um, and so you look at this situation, two football teams that uh, are definitely young football teams, uh, Miami actually trending in the right direction. Denver still trying to put it together. Um, really still trying to find a quarterback. And people talk about that a little bit here 
once we go into the week 12 recap next up uh, the next game here to take a look at here from week 11 was the uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus the New York Jets here in this particular football game the Chargers actually hold on to win the game 34 to 28 uh, even though New York does make a late surge in this one uh, the key to this one here is that uh, Keenan Allen and Justin Hubert have another terrific outing uh, Hubert was 366 three touchdowns no INTs here uh, Keenan Allen an absolute uh, amazing day here 16 receptions 145 and a touchdown mike williams four for 72 and a touchdown for him um you know it just looks like essentially the chargers you know just look one of their best season uh, outings here is they don't give up the fourth quarter lead um they continue to get keenan allen involved um, this is so many consecutive games that Justin Hubert has either had 300 yards or multiple touchdowns here. And the Jets just continue to find ways to lose football games as they are now 0-10, the Chargers 3-7. Next up here, we have the um, Green Bay Packers versus the Indianapolis Colts here. Um, this went into overtime and the Colts actually win this football game 34-31 here. Um, essentially in this one, I really thought that when you looked at this situation, I felt that the Green Bay Packers were the, uh, better team here. And I think that they should have won ultimately, but, um, you know, there's a fumble late here, which cost them some field position. The Colts get the football back and, uh, hang on to kick the deciding field goal to win this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns, an INT and a sack, 311 for him. Phillip Rivers plays in one of his best games, 288, three touchdowns and an INT there. The rookie Jonathan Taylor, 22 for 90. He looked good. Um, the rookie wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., three for 66 and a touchdown for him. Trey Burton, two for 25 and a touchdown. And Jack Doyle, the other tight end, one for six in the touchdown as well for him. Um, so a really great played football game. Um, both teams really want the win, but unfortunately uh, for the Green Bay Packers, they come up short. And as far as the Colts, they continue to hold pace here with the Titans um, as they actually had a pretty good showdown here in week 12 we'll talk about. Next up here, we have the Dallas Cowboys versus the Minnesota Vikings. In this particular game, uh, the Dallas Cowboys went 31 to 28 here. Um, Dallas has really struggled here. Um, we're able to put it together here. This is the first start that Andy Dalton was able to come back and start for. Um, in this particular football game, uh, Andy Dalton had 203, three touchdowns and an INT. There was a Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott sighting. Uh, 21 rushes, 103, no touchdowns. But Tony Pollard, who's played well off the bench, scored a touchdown. C.D. Lamb got a touchdown. Um, Dalton Schultz a touchdown. Amari Cooper did have six for 81 here. And then on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, a multi-touchdown game and 314 yards um, and three touchdowns there. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 27, 115 and a touchdown here. And Justin Jefferson, three receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown. And Adam Thielen, eight receptions, 123 and two touchdowns here. But not enough as the Dallas Cowboys move to three and seven, as the Minnesota Vikings move to four and six. Um, 
falling there to Dallas at home. Next up here, we have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Raiders here. Or, or Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. I said Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders. And once again, the Raiders actually had beaten uh, Kansas City here earlier in the year um, and played them close here down to the last seconds until Mahomes hits Kelsey here in the last minute to win the game here, um, 35 to 31. Pretty much a, a Patrick Mahomes typical performance, 348, two touchdowns, did have an INT. Derek Carr had an exceptional evening, 275, three touchdowns, an INT. Pretty good numbers here from Josh Jacobs, 17 for 55 and a touchdown there. Um, you know, the deciding factor here was the receiving core for the Chiefs series. They were just pretty much unstoppable to rekill 11 for 102 and a touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey, eight. 127 and the game-winning touchdown for him um, on the other side of the ball Nelson Aguilar had a touchdown and Darren Waller had a touchdown both with 88 yards on six and seven receptions respectively and Jason Wooden getting a touchdown as well from one yard out so um, a tough one there for the uh, Vegas Raiders here but in the long term they're still in the things they're second in the AFC West here at six and four Kansas City nine and one here uh, first in the AFC West next up here you have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to kind of close out the week here um, in this particular game uh, 27 to 24 here um, the Rams win. They're seven and three, second in the NFC West, and Tampa Bay falls to seven and four here. Um, you know, it was a game in which Tom Brady definitely struggled. Two picks. He is O of I think he was O of twenty going deep here coming into this thing. He hasn't hit a deep pass. Um, struggled in this particular game. Um, the running back struggled for Tampa Bay. Um, Ronald Jones only 24 yards, Leonard Fournette only 17 yards. Um, as far as the receiving went, uh, Chris Godwin 7 for 53 and a touchdown there. Mike Evans 5 for 49 and a touchdown, 8 for 57 for Antonio Brown. And uh, they struggled really to stop the Rams. I mean, Cooper Cobb had 11 for 145 and then Robert Woods had 12 receptions for 130 and a touchdown there. Um, and Jared Goff was 376, three touchdowns and two picks. But still, um, you know, this was just a typical Rams football game. They were able to eat up clock and pretty much continue to go down the field here. Tampa Bay is really in search and trying to find things and get things together here as they are now 7-4, second in the NFC South. And you have the uh, Rams here again, 7-3, second in the NFC West here. So with that being said, that essentially closes down week 11 of the NFL season. Uh, on our next show here, we're going to talk about week 12 as we will recap through this week. Um, and if you are following the show here, week 12 is officially not over as we're still waiting for the uh, Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers to actually play their game here um, tomorrow it is slated for tomorrow due to, to COVID-19 situation. So we'll talk about that here in our next show. 
Um, for our listeners out there, I just want to thank them for listening. I want to thank Anchor for being our platform. And I also want to thank our sponsors for putting sponsorship on the show. Uh, this is Rico for Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show.